0: Hello and welcome to Hyatt Report, and this is your host, Omar Hyatt. Today I'm going to talk about Nizar Banat, a Palestinian activist. He was an outspoken critic of the Palestinian Authority and its corruption in the occupied West Bank. He has been murdered by the Palestinian Preventive Security Forces- on the 24th of June 2021. Now, those of you who do not know what the Palestinian Preventive Security Force is, it's basically a policing arm of the Palestinian Authority in the occupied West Bank. Now, to a lot of us who who have been following Israel-Palestine conflict or who have been following Israel-Palestine relationship, this isn't shocking. The fact that An outspoken critic of the Palestinian Authority has been killed by its policing arm is not shocking at all. And the reason being, since its inception, since its inception due to Oslo Accords, Palestinian Authority has acted very similar to those slave patrols in the antebellum United States, which were set up with enslaved African-Americans to monitor and enforce discipline at the behest of their white masters upon their fellow enslaved African-Americans. So, Palestinian Authority acts in a very similar fashion towards their fellow Palestinians. So, Palestinian Authority is funded by the US. It's funded by its Western donors. And the expectation is it will do everything in its capacity to make sure that Palestinians do not cross Israel and do not agitate Israel. So that's the premise and that's the background and that's the backdrop against which Palestinian preventive security forces were set up. And they have been known to not only suppress the dissent from or by Palestinians, but they have also been known to suppress it and crack down the dissent by the Palestinians using violent means. And this is the latest example. The history of corruption within and by Palestinian Authority, which is also called SPA, Um, is well documented. You can go back decades and look up since its inception, it has had several scandals involving how it played around with the money that it got from its donors and how it it squandered through um, the wealth it it received. Um, But the, the most recent examples that come to my mind when I talk about the corruption, the monetary corruption of the Palestinian Authority it includes things like vaccines. So, Palestinian Authority was given vaccines, so it could roll out COVID-19 vaccines to its frontline health workers and frontline essential services workers. But what it ended up doing, it, in fact, stole a portion of those COVID vaccines and gave it away to its supporters, to its family members and people who were Close to the inner sanctum of PA ended up receiving these COVID vaccines, when in fact there was a shortage of vaccines across the West Bank and across Palestine in general. And this was a huge. This has been a huge scandal. And not long ago, um, there was another scandal that surfaced, wherein it was called out that Palestinian Authority was paying salaries to. Um, quote-unquote employees of Palestinian airlines when in fact there is no such thing as Palestinian airlines that airlines hasn't worked in years and it, it was not only paying quote-unquote salaries to these supposed employees but was also apparently giving them pay rise um, and a lot of people and a lot of experts believe that it was, it was Palestinian authority just giving away money to its supporters and its um, its members. And so, so that's, that's a well-known fact. The corruption is a well-known fact about Palestinian authority. But what often is not widely reported in the mainstream media, or at least in the Western mainstream media, is its history of collaborating with the state of Israel to support and crack down on any dissent from the people it supposedly governs, i.e. Palestinians. So, Palestinians, in a way, face oppression from not only their occupier, but also from people who are supposed to govern and protect them. And when an activist like Nizar Banat comes along and openly challenges these corrupt authorities, and mind you, in a civilised manner, they act with impunity and respond with brute force and violence. And... If you if you go back and have a look at what what Bernard was posting on his social media, he was critical, no doubt, about the Palestinian Authority, but he wasn't calling for violence or anything. He was asking for the the president of Palis, Palestine or president of um, Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, to resign. He wasn't calling for. Um, any sort of violence. He was not inciting any violence. He was not provoking people. He was just putting the facts out there. He was calling out the corruption by the PA, and he was asking the PA authorities to let go of power. And that's what he was doing. But they could not even stand that. Um, And. In the recent years, PA's dominance over occupied West Bank has been overshadowed by its decades-long corruption and its perceived inability to act in a manner that would deliver Palestine its statehood. Therefore, there is little doubt that Bernard's assassination wasn't motivated by political insecurity of Palestinian authority. It's actually very insecure it's insecure because it knows that it's losing ground. It knows that it's not popular amongst its people anymore. People don't trust. People don't believe in Palestinian authority anymore. They see them as these collaborators. They see, so the, the people in the West Bank see Palestinian authority as collaborators with Israel. They see Palestinian authority as, as quote unquote, Slave patrols, and they see them as acting on behest of Uncle Sam to ensure that Palestinians don't cross their limit. That's how Palestinian authority is currently perceived in the occupied West Bank. and it doesn't have any authority in Gaza. so it, it now only controls um, West Bank, and that do not very well. like it doesn't control all the areas in West Bank and it it's it knows that it's losing ground it knows it's it it's it knows that it's no longer popular amongst its people so it's doing everything it can to hang on to the power that it so desperately needs the other not so surprising element of Bernard's assassination is its coverage by the mainstream western media for example bbc reported and i quote prominent abbas critic dies in PA custody after vicious beating by officers, unquote. Now, Bernard just didn't die. He just didn't die because he was ill or he had health issues or underlying medical conditions or anything like that. He was beaten and, and he was killed. Now, let's look at a headline from NBC News. So, NBC News referred to Bernard's assassination as, quote, Outspoken critic of Palestinian Authority Nizar Banat dies after violent arrest, unquote. Violent arrest? Are you kidding? He wasn't violently arrested. He was beaten and he was assassinated. So, obviously, he did not die as as in die because of old age, he was killed by the Palestinian preventive forces, by Palestinian preventive security forces, whatever you want to call them. To me, they're just this brutal people who who commit acts of violence against their own people. Now, let's take a look at the headline from DW News, right? So DW News called it, "quote Palestinian Authority critic Nizar Banat dies after arrest." This is the headline. Like, honestly, he did, he did not die after arrest. He died because he was violently and viciously beaten, and he was murdered. He did not just die. And the Times of Israel phrased it as, quote, activist critical of Palestinian authority dies after arrest, unquote. Really? Like, this headline doesn't even name him. This, this is like the mainstream media, the Western mainstream media is doing what it does best. Hide the ugly truth about its supposed ally. Like I said, the thing that is missing in all of these headlines, I just I just read four headlines that I came across. There were plenty more headlines which were along the same lines. They did not call out exactly what it was. It was a political assassination. They were just too reluctant. I think it was just media censoring itself. I don't know the real reasons behind it, but one can only guess. But the thing that is missing from all of these headlines is Banat just didn't die. He did not have a cardiac arrest. He did not have a stroke. He wasn't 100 years old and therefore did not die of aging. Banat was beaten mercilessly by the policing arm of Palestinian authority. And uh, like I said, this Palestinian preventive security force, whatever the hell it is, calls itself has a history of violence against its own citizens and banath not only dared to speak out against the authority but also challenged them in the election that were uh, in the elections that were postponed indefinitely by mahmoud abbas and mind you mahmoud abbas has been the president of palestinian authority for over 16 years and it, it, it can't just be a coincidence that he, that the president of Palestinian Authority gets challenged in elections and that same president postpones the elections indefinitely and then this man who challenged him ends up dead. I would argue, I would say this was a political assassination, nothing short of a political assassination. In fact, after Bernard's assassination, when ordinary Palestinians came out in the streets to protest, these unarmed, peaceful protesters were beaten by plain-clothes Palestinian preventive security force personnel and PA supporters. This violence against peaceful protesters in the West Bank is very similar to how police in the US usually respond to Black Lives Matter protesters and protests. And why would it not? After all, these Palestinian security personnel have been trained, armed and financed by the US and its allies. And it can be argued that they are nothing more than modern day quote unquote slave patrols who act like I said, at the behest of Uncle Sam in ensuring that their fellow occupied Palestinians do not cause undue discomfort to Uncle Sam's closest ally in the region and its illegal settlements in the area. No wonder the people in in the occupied West Bank is fed up with the Palestinian Authority and it's only a matter of time before the anger and resentment of Palestinians in the West Bank against their government boils over and most likely will lead to widespread protest in the occupied territories and then the PA, as it normally does under such circumstances, would most likely turn towards its masters for assistance financial or otherwise, in quelling such protest. Now, this vicious cycle of oppression that Palestinians experience and live through is not only inhumane, but is also man-made, which can arguably be resolved by letting Palestinians decide their own fate through free and fair elections without interfering from outside and granting Palestine the statehood it deserves.